Hello and welcome to Beers Without Frontiers, episode 31. Welcome to our first show of Lockdown 2.0. Today I'm joined by Vicky. Hello. And via the wonders of technology, Charles. Good evening. And we also have a special guest, our northern correspondent, Rob from Hopzine. Well, uh, I'm, I'm definitely northern, that's him that I um, assured. Hey. I guess you just wanted a bit of northern warmth on this cold <laughs> November evening. Indeed. It's only, ta- it's only taken two and a half years, mate, to come back. Really? It's not that long. It's not. That was 2018, wasn't it? The summer. Yeah, no, so that's well, about 18 months ago. I did one in York, didn't I? I did one in York. Ah, right. Oh, that's I true. Yeah, you, you snuck in for a little, uh, a little bit of one. A reportage from York. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So well, Good welcome stuff. back. And if if people uh, are interested in your previous appearance, where you uh, you met up with us in Brom, didn't you? In um, yeah. what used to be called Clink. Mm. Um, that's our episode. Must have been about five, I think, called Beavergate. Um, so, uh, so that that tells you how long ago it was. Yeah, um, good old days. Yeah. So um, today finds us all actually drinking the same beer to start the show with, and this is a beer from a Glaswegian brewery, Overtone, and we all have a can of opaque dankness. So um, let's let's get our snouts into this one and see see what we think. I mean, it's poured a beautiful sort of hazy sort of gold i mean it's tricky i've got not very good light actually in it <laughs> but uh yeah it's not full-on murk is it rob i don't know what you're well, getting on the uh, our on, on youtube we often use um three <laughs> um specific kind of uh, gradings for uh, murkiness so it's um haze for days murky for months <laughs> and unclear for years so um for me this is bang on murky for months <laughs> Oh, fair. It's not gone unclear yeah. for years. That's when it looks like yeah. chicken gravy. <laughs> yeah, this is proper opaque, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, this is that. And the aroma? What are you guys getting? It's proper dank. I mean, it's, it is what it says. It's proper dank. Strata, it's quite grapefruity. I was going to say yeah, I'm getting pineapple. A little, a little, bit, a little bit grassy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lemon and lime stand out for me. Wow. I can't help but think shake and vac. Yeah, I'm shaking back. Shaking back. And this puts, puts the dankness back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, quite, um, it's, quite pe- it's quite peachy as well, actually. Mm. It's got it all going on. It's got yeah. everything you want. It's Every fruit apart from, apart from banana, I think we've, we've mentioned Ooh. so far. <laughs> uh, I guess it has, a, it has a rounded quality, but it has a really a sharp kind of citric mm. note as well. Definitely. It's got me salivated anyway. Mm. Yeah, let's... Oh, let's so- Dive cheers. in, yeah. Cheers, everybody. Yeah, cheers. cheers. Oh, yeah, lovely. That's really good. That, that's super, super fruity, juicy. Yeah. Kind of like soft bubblegum yeast. Yeah, there's I no, like the softness no, to it, actually. There's a real sort of soft mouthfeel and like a rounded off fruitedness to it. There's no fudgy water- watermelon in this one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's got a, it's got a little bit of bite at the back mm. end as well, which keeps coming back. It doesn't finish. It finishes 100%. sweet, but it's not a cloying sweetness. It's quite balanced. Yeah, it doesn't kind of like, you, like you said, you just want to go back for another sip. Yeah. Mm. Nose, nose and mouth. It's definitely this is one hundred percent like. It's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. 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 honestly, that's really yeah. good. Yeah, pineapple and grapefruit. I think. 
I'm mm. leading the charge for me on the flavour. It's quite interesting as well for a six percenter. It has some six percenters or stronger don't necessarily taste that alcoholic, whereas this one has got that little bit of alcohol burn as well for me. I, see, I am maybe, getting maybe that not, bit of a maybe not burn, but just no, the, but, you know it's there. Yeah. I suppose what I mean is Yeah. I if if I hadn't known what percent you know, again that whole when we used to do the um, mystery beers and we'd guess what percentage it was, I probably would have put this at maybe a seven. But it's a well but, but I think as you said, it's like a welcome sort of um you know, hit of mm. like the strength of it. Yeah. It's not like it's not overpowering, but it's it, it lets you know that it is a it's an IPA. It's not a session beer. So looking at the can, we got strata, citra, and chinook hops, uh, malts, extra pale, marisotta, oats. So obviously that's where we're getting a bit of extra mouthfeel from and wheat. So where, where do you stand on strata, Rob? Have you had many strata-led he beers? I loving love strata. Love it, yeah. It, for me, it kind of strikes up a balance between uh, the, the trendy new stuff like mosaic and citra and um, yeah. and. More traditional kind of West Coast hops like Centennial, Amarillo, mm. that kind of thing. It just it's got a, it's got a, a it's not just tropical fruit. It does have a it tastes like hops. It doesn't mm. just taste like fruit juice, which is good. You know, yeah, I like to be reminded yeah. that I am drinking alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I guess it's what yeah. I like about this. When obviously yeah. you mentioned melon and the kind of fudgy thing, I think we got to a point where it just became a little bit. Too Over unlike bearing. beer, yeah. and it's a bit yeah. more beery. And I, I, I like Strata. I buy two hops that I'll buy nearly anything of, and that's Strata's mm. one, and the other one's um, Sabro. No, nah, no <laughs> I struggle with I do struggle with the Sabro beer. Really? Yeah, Sabro, yeah, Sabro fan club here, and I've tried quite a few now, and I just can't. I, yeah, I just don't get it. But nah, bring it I know on. people. I know people love it, which is cool. Yeah, I like coconut though, which is weird, but mm. I don't get coconut from it. <laughs> Some some beers, I think coconut is a bit more prevalent than others. But um, mm. yeah, it's it's got a berry thing going on. It's got a bit of a bubblegum thing going on for me. Mm. I love it. I mean, just I'm looking at the the malts, which is something that we overlook in yeah, our days these days. Extra pale, you're thinking, yeah, yeah, of course. Oats and wheat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's expected to have a kind of like a nice smooth body. But inclusion of my sort of is quite curious because if you're going extra pale, you're thinking, I just want, I don't want much malt character. It's just about hops. But my sort of is quite a characterful malt. I mean, it often brings a little biscuity thing. So that's probably doing something yeah. that we're not fully grasping, but it is, it's just. So, so is that a sign? Is that a sign that they've really thought about the malt build? You think and really kind of gone for something a little bit out of the ordinary, maybe rather than just a like you said, extra pale, and that's it. Well, I, I were always told um, when I was home brewing that Americans would um, because um, their two row barley isn't as characterful as Marisota, um, so they'd use a bit of kind of caramel and a bit of Munich to just add a bit of char- bit more kind of like personality, but. Um, yeah. So I guess in those early days when we were doing American style beers over here, we our base malt just had a lot more going on. So maybe they didn't always taste like that. So I guess, but now we're at that point where we're copying kind of literally what they're doing in America. So it's quite interesting that they, they were concerned, they wanted a little bit more um, and they didn't want it just to be like a, like a hop soup really, mm. which is good because yeah. And yeah, and then yeast, house blend 
Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Interesting. So it's a they've obviously they've got two different yeast or more going on there, which is interesting. Um, is that what that would mean technically? I'm not, not sure. Know. Is it something that's been put together by a yeast yeah. lab forum? I don't know. It's curious yeah. though. Yeah, because I think that's one of the things I've got used to with with um, New England IPA is. London Ale Free. Yeah, that's, like, the, that's I know what I'm going to get from London Ale Free. <laughs> yeah, it just it's it's just such an overpowering yeast if it's not handled correctly, from what I can gather. Exactly, but this um, is a lovely, lovely clar- uh, clarity and cleanliness to it as well. It's really good. It's, it's cracking. Yeah. I can do that in a matter of minutes. I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, just just to. I mean, I don't know that much about Overtone. I've only sort of seen their stuff popping up on social media the last couple of months, really. I mean, from what we know, it's all I've kind of like gleaned from their uh, website, is founded summer 2018. Uh, they're in Glasgow. Um, and uh, the it says here the owner is a guy called Bowie Wang, who... Um, Great name. Yeah, Bowie Wang. I mean, <laughs> come on, you know. Um whose passion and hobby of homebrewing led to the determination of owning his own brewery. Um, And then the head brewer is a guy called Dan Miller, who's come from New Hampshire, so American brewer. And Mm. um, yeah, I mean, they seem to be really into their New England IPAs because there's a lot of stuff in their range and they've got a lot of beers out at the moment, having a look at their... I mean, what I would say, though, is, I mean, looking at both of the cans I've got here, it's very distinctive branding, but... I like it. I don't know. I, I quite like it. What do you guys think? I think it's um, eye-catching. I think it's good. I yeah. something somewhere else um, that sort of said that the guy who owns the brewery is quite into his techno music and a lot of the art design is oh. kind of based upon that, which you can uh, kind of sort of yeah. see from some of the sort of uh, the can artwork. It's very modern and it makes mm. for great T-shirts as well because their merch has got saw that. variations yeah. of, of this. Uh, if you go on their website, yeah. Um, so yeah, great branding as well. But interesting what you were saying. So the head brewer is originally American, and interesting what you were saying, Rob, about the you were quite intrigued by the um, uh, the malt bill, um, which, like you were saying, if in America they would have had to add more malts, which we don't normally have to. And I wonder that's obviously what's if he's used to doing that, having to do that over there, and then he's brought that over here and. Um, yeah, it's interesting yeah. what they've done, but um, yeah, and they've obviously also thought, as you say, about the branding with the t-shirts and stuff as well. So yeah, I mean, it's not like they're just New England IPA though, because on their website they've got, I think, some sours and uh, some stouts. Um, so they're kind of covering a, f- a few bases, aren't they? I'm quite happy if they just want to stick to New England IPAs. I know you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that suits me, and and just the odd stout every now and then. It's like yeah, yeah, that, that ticks your boxes. Yeah, I'm yeah. quite happy with all of that. So um, let's let's settle in and uh, enjoy this beer. And whilst we're doing that, um, let's talk about beer of the month. So I don't know who wants to go first on beer of the month. Um, then I'll speak at once. <laughs> yeah. I, I can go um yeah i mean to be fair it was actually funny enough it was actually last night had a beer by burnt mill uh first light uh seven cent west coast grapefruit ipa and it was absolutely outstanding i mean it was up there with i'm not going to say pliny but it was up there with proper west coast style beers that you get from the u.s so it was super clean dry balanced and that grapefruit just added a nice extra level of uh character really 
Is that, so, is yeah, that grapefruit that was... as, an, as an adjunct to that? Yeah, then? yeah. Oh, right, okay, yeah. But um, it wasn't kind of like when you think of sort of Elvis juice or high wide grapefruit, which tend to have a little bit of an artificial type mm. grapefruit. This was a really sort of like natural kind of taste. It just tasted part of the beer. Um, yeah, I mean, it was brilliant. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll go next. Um, mine uh, was um, St. Mars of the Desert because I'm a complete fanboy of St. Mars of the Desert. Um, but this was the first dark beer that I, uh, that I had as Rob with his St. Mars of the Desert <laughs> uh, glass. Um, yeah, I had Babalu, Russian Imperial Stout, 10% bitter chocolate and molasses, hint of licorice there. And as I say, first of their dark beers that I've had and um, super impressed. I mean, I've, I've had a lot of their juicy, hazy stuff over the last few months, but uh, and their, um, their lagers as well. They've done a couple of lagers as well. But uh, mm. this was, you know, you drink this and then you're sort of thinking, yeah, I don't need the pastriness of pastry stouts to just have a straight up kind of thing where, where everything's about the, the malt bill, you know, and a, a absolutely chewy, but with that sweetness, almost like a natural sweetness of sort of molasses and a hint of licorice, that kind of thing that's, you know, not too wacky, not too out there, just, you know, quality. So that's that's my vote of beer of the month. Um, Vicky? Mine. So I did struggle with this. I mean, the, the beers I had last night, I am denied about whether I would put Cause Light as the, um, <laughs> as my beer of the month. <laughs> <laughs> Just a disclaimer. Do you, do, you, do you want to explain to people why you were drinking Coors Light? Yes. Simon had to drink a Coors Light as part of beer school and I had to um, help him out. So, uh. there you go. <laughs> um, no, um, to be honest, I did struggle slightly with this month to decide what to, to have, only in so much as. I couldn't really remember much, although I've, when I went through Untapped and I was going, well, I gave that quite a good score and that quite a good score. It was like, I couldn't really remember them. So I don't know whether it's because I've had too much beer or <laughs> over the last month that I just got, they're all blending into one or what. But anyway, um, yeah, so in the end, I went for the um, the Cloudwater Hefeweizen. It is what it is, um, just because it that was a really good um good true to style that's what i do remember about that sometimes um you get a hefeweizen and you sort of think oh, especially if it's not done by a traditional um brewery you, yeah they've how, messed with it how much they're going to mess with it but no this was really good and true to style so, so yeah, we're talking bananas that. and cloves all the bananas and cloves yes yeah and sure. no other fruit definitely no mango or grapefruit or no. whatever else we just mentioned with yeah. this one so yeah Good stuff, good stuff. Um, Rob, what's 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 been your beer of the month? Yeah, I, I kind of ummed and ahed a little bit. I've drunk a lot of Pressure Drop, as I I, I love Pressure Drop. They just <laughs> tick the boxes for me. The milk style? Um, yeah, the milk. Well, I had another one last night of the, yeah. the, the big milk. I've probably had about ten cans of that. <laughs> yeah, that was ace, but I don't think that was last month though. So I couldn't remember uh, that one. And it's that's actually one of those beers that doesn't really floor you, but I've, I've no. really enjoyed. Um, have you had the banana yeah, mustard? Yes, yeah. I did that last Saturday, I think. Yeah, last Saturday. It was okay. Good. It was okay. Right. It's okay. Um, but and yeah, and I've had a bunch of the IPAs and double IPAs, which yeah. I could, there's like three what could be up there for like beer of the month. But what I'm going to go for, so it really kind of stopped me in my tracks. And it was, it's uh, from Free Hills, who were in um, Wood- Woodford. Yes, Woodford, Northamptonshire. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's called uh, BP 
AVK. Which are, I think originally they're, they're in some kind of weird kind of Soviet kind of looking font. Yeah, just on a, like a white yeah. sort of plain label, yeah. Well, these are just a black, these are a black, yeah. um, a black can. And it's the coconut macaroon version of that. Oh, that's good, that one. It was really good. And I've, yeah. I've had some beers from those guys in the past, but it would, and we've had the triangle where I kind of do a bit of kind of casual work. Um, I uh, we've, We did have a vanilla version in the past, and that really impressed people. So when these cans um, appeared, so I've, uh, I got that, and I also got a peanut brittle, which is yeah. yet to be consumed. Um, but that was lovely, and it just did everything that you'd hope it would. It felt like a beer as well. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't pastry no. stout. Mm. It was, at the heart of it was a really masterful big luscious yeah. imperial stout and then those kind of i get but coconut macaroons i mean i for me i got like a quite a pronounced kind of pistachio and almond thing it was just so that it added a nice kind of floral kind of fragrancy to it mm. uh, but then you had the, all the kind of like coffee and chocolate um, which really kind of like like headed up a big beefy stout it was it, it was one of those ones that you kind of turn to something and go bloody hell they'll have a bit yeah. of that it was yeah that it was, is a great it's a great beer that I, I managed to pick i managed to try that a couple of weeks ago and it is absolutely banging but yeah. you know what i mean it won't it's not silly it's no. not like, like almonds no. and stuff like that no. where it's just silly sweetness it's just a yeah, yeah. i was really impressed it's just it's great brewing I mean, they seem to be quite an unheralded brewery a little bit, but I think more and more people are starting to kind of realise how good they actually are and hopefully we'll see them kind of, yeah, like well, more available maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast the other day, which I sadly can't remember the name of, but they were interviewing the guy from Three Hills. And um, so, yeah, as you say, Northamptonshire, small village called Woodford, sort of out Kettering sort of way. Yeah. Uh, what I didn't realise is they've just bought a unit in Bermondsey. Um, oh, yeah, right. a couple of doors down from where Partizan was. So, you know, that end of, of uh, the Bermondsey beer mile. So they've got an arch there as well. Um, but the, the site in Woodford, yeah. um, if you put the address into Google and you actually go to Street View, is they're actually just brewing from a house in, in Woodford that's got a big outbuilding and they've actually even got FVs in the front garden. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So if, if, if you go into Google street view and find Rustic. out their address. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> wonder what the neighbors thought of that when they, they did. <laughs> well, they probably started queuing up with the growlers if they got any Lucky sense. Neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's quite interesting that they've come from very humble beginnings, trying to squeeze everything into a small space um, I do remember they was at a Twisted Barrel did a beer festival probably a couple of years ago and they were invited along to, to pour a couple of beers. Um, but I've just seen, you know, their yeah. star in Ascension over the last year or so with more and more people talking yeah. about them. And, stuff. and they're sort of getting a bit of a reputation for the big stouts, aren't they now, I think? But they can brew. I mean, we've we've seen a few turn up at our local bottle shop, Warwick Ale, and we've had we've seen some of their lagers, we've seen some of their hoppy beers and they've all been really solid i mean i picked up enough picked up that coconut macaroon from beer gorilla first time i popped in there they're in um northampton, northampton aren't they? yeah uh yeah they're on wellingborough road northampton again that was probably a few weeks ago and brilliant little place but you'll always find their beers in there a good stock in the fridge there um, yeah so. it's, a, it's interesting when a friend of mine um uh, was looking at uh, opening a bottle shop in Northampton uh, a, a while ago, mm. and uh, it, it, it never happened for a variety of it, fascinating reasons. He's actually a, a former <laughs> professional rugby player. 
Oh wow! Former um, a Springbok tight head prop. He's a mm-hmm. he's a lovely man, but an absolute monster. Um, <laughs> yeah. Remember what I, I actually met him first on the um, on Valentine's Day at Cloudwater. He was, play, he was playing for Sale Sale Sharks at the time. Was Brian. prop prop forward by any chance? Yeah, yeah. Tackled Brian Mujati. He was oh, yeah, right. yeah yeah former Springbok tight head prop. But anyway, uh, cool. but he was looking at opening a place in Northampton, and I was thought well. And he he was always a bit concerned that we're just like not enough going on, and if there's mm. is there enough interest, and maybe they've maybe they can't maybe they feel like they can't grow in such mm. in that kind of place, so that would make me think, oh well, why wouldn't you be part of the like Birmingham Beer Mile, mm. which could do with a little bit of a bit of a. Um, a sprucing up, yeah. yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah. As great as it is, I mean, I, and I can't wait to until this go madness is all there. over and um, yeah. go to Colonel's Tap Room, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, which is great. Uh, well, I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Sorry to it. say, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. So I've been definitely um, looking forward to that, and and I and that will I mean, if I can go and drink some of their stouts, that'll definitely sweeten the deal. Definitely, yeah. to, I've yeah. been sick. <laughs> Go <Get> to <laughs> London. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, thumbs up for Three Hills then, and I yeah definitely want to check out more of their stuff as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so that's our beers of the month. Um, uh, let's move on to our hoppy excursions and uh, where we've been out and about drinking. Which obviously at the moment we can't at all, um, but we've had a, a few months of being able to get out and. Uh, and uh, drink some beer. Um, so I don't know if you want to start off, Charles, with uh, anywhere you've been. Yeah. So apart from what I mentioned there, just pop, uh, picking up some beers, some beer gorilla, uh, which is a couple of the Three Hills beers that Rob mentioned. Uh, I went to Yabard actually a couple of days ago, just before the lockdown 2.0 kicked in. Uh, it's in Stratford upon Avon. It's just opened up a, you know, a couple of months, a few months back now. Uh, owned by Dave and Sam, I believe. Uh, yeah, so to the two owners there, and yeah, they've really done a great job. It's bang in the middle of Stratford, pretty easy to find. Um, they're, not, they're now an untapped verified venue, um, so you can see exactly what's on, what's in the fridges, what's on the taps. There's normally three tap lines, and uh, interestingly, it was just sort of saying before the show, uh, they've gone for sort of big ABV, big sort of big hitting stouts, sours, double IPAs, um, but yeah, they've got a really good list. Um, There's so. so much else going on in Stratford upon Avon. I went no, maybe well, like ten years ago, and it were an absolute beer desert. I mean, yeah. you, really you, got, <laughs> you were happy to find some purity. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's um yeah. there's a micro pub called Stratford Stratford Ale House. Is that right, Simon? Uh, I think it's yeah, I think okay, it's called yeah. Stratford Ale House, but it's it's yeah. very much like Gravity Cask. Um, you know, it's 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 the craft just hasn't turned up in in Stratford at all. Which, if you think nor in normal times, the amount of Americans visiting might like to kind of drink some. Well, or, or do they? Do they actually want to come and drink our cask beer? Because every time you get American brewers over here, they just go, "Yeah, I want to drink Harvey's, or I want to drink uh, Landlord, or or um, Fuller's." So actually, maybe you know. But also, as a Stratfordian, yes, Stratford. It's not just a beer desert, it's a desert. <laughs> Unless you like Shakespeare, as in the bard, mm. as in your, your bard. Um, yeah. Mm. Growing up, it was just a cultural desert for a kid. <laughs> and now as an adult. <laughs> yeah, no real bit, reason to go there. It's a, beer it's a lovely It's a lovely town. You know, really nice town. Very nice place to visit. 
but, but if you want some good beer, forget yeah, it. Forget it. Yeah. yeah. Until yeah. now. Until now. Until, Until now. On yes. 13, 13 Rother Street in Stratford upon Avon. There's a place with fridges, three taps of greatness, um, loads of seating, outdoor space when, you know, when the weather's better, and uh, very friendly, hospitable owners. That's what I found. Yeah, so, I'd, I'd seen yeah. on Untap that actually they've got a lot of um, Vault City stuff. They'd even have some Vault City stuff on tap, which yep. is, I mean, that's completely unusual. So I went in there, they had, just to give you a little flavouring of what they actually have on tap, they had a three, they had... Vault City Cheeky Vimto, 8% sour Cheeky Vimto, sort of inspired beer. Yep. Uh, Pomona Island Chestnut Imperial Stout or something, Chestnut and Chocolate. And there was something else mad as well. Oh, a, um, Triple IPA by Staggeringly Good, SG5. Wow. Yeah, so all of them were yeah. Yeah, sort of eight and above. <laughs> they do serve thirds, obviously. So, yeah, you, you can go easy. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I think you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's good that that's opened. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. But apart from that, not a hell of a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, likewise with us, really, we have ended up staying pretty local, not really wanting to catch trains into Brom, which is where we used to kind of spend every yeah. few weekends. We'd we'd be over there, you know, some weeks doing Sturgeley, some weeks just staying in town. Um, and so really all we've done lately is like popped into the place we talked about probably last time and maybe even the time before, but the boiler room in Leamington that's, um, that's opened up with some uh, gravity cask and uh, a fairly decent can menu. And they've always been pretty busy the last few weeks. We've been in there up to mm-hmm. the sort of, they reckon they're operating at about 50% capacity because of space and everybody out. And, you know, even when we've been in there on a Sunday afternoon, every table has been taken by sort of, three, four in the afternoon sort of thing. So they're, they're, they're doing okay. Um, yeah. I do wish they would get their keg lines commissioned though. They've got some keg lines there. The taps are there. Mm. Come on, hook up them kegs. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it will come, Simon. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Look, it'll happen. You've got, you've got a month with no customers. Sort it out, Jack. <laughs> yeah. So um, so Rob, where, where have you been? Well, I've, I've gone a bit further afield. Um, <laughs> not much, I've, I've kept it very much in the north, um, as, as is my want. Uh, wasn't the plan. I had, I had such big plans for this year, but um, which included going to America and Germany. And yeah. I've actually got as far as Newcastle, so I don't think I did too bad. <laughs> so um, not New York, but, Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I've been to, obviously been to Leeds a bunch of times, which is a... Not the greatest experience, to be honest. Um, spent a, obviously a bunch of time at uh, North's, um, uh, North Bruco's tap room. It's so convenient near the train station. Good place mm-hmm. to meet. And um, uh, but one place that I've enjoyed going to is um, there's a little brewery called Nomadic, which are known for kind of quite traditional beer. Um, but that, it's actually up where North kind of are, where the brewery is, because North are moving to a much bigger site not too far away oh, yeah. um it's it's in a horrible spot it's next to kind of enterprise cars um <laughs> it's really tucked away it's always cold and wet when i go there but it's um you get a, well i know i know the the woman who owns it um so you get a nice warm welcome and the, the, it's traditional beer but done really well so um that's been the place and actually a couple of weeks ago 
uh, Elusive did a tap takeover up there, which was, and Andy was up there, so it was nice to meet up with Andy, drink some of his beers as well on cask and, uh, and keg and bottle and can. Blimey, you covered all the bases. Um, <laughs> all formats, wow. yeah. I had a I had a trip out to Sheffield because I would planned to go to Sheffield for my birthday, but obviously June that wasn't happening. Um, so we went to Sheffield and we did go to Smod um, in the rain and we persevered <laughs> in the rain yeah. with umbrellas, um, which they generously gave out to us because their tap room it's kind of not really a tap room at the moment. They did eventually move us into part of the brewery, but it was so intensely cold. Brewery floors have got a way of being, I think, 10 degrees colder than anything else. <laughs> yeah. Got a way of sucking um, all the heat out block. of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then did a, did a few more pubs, but we did get a, we did get turned away at a few places, um, which was disappointing. Um, you didn't think, I didn't think I get turned, ever get turned away from the, um, uh, what's the pub in um, Sheffield always wins the awards, not the fat cat, the one nearby, the. Kellam Island. Kellam Island Tavern. Yeah. yeah they, and I knew they had some good beer on as well. They had a Verdant oh. on draft and something else. I'd be like, I'd be like oh, no room at the inn. I was going to say, um, yeah. it's because of who you are. They're just no. Like, I know. I know. It's <laughs> shocking, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, they, no, so they, that's why I was wondering did they turn you away because uh, you, you were being, uh, you know, rowdy or whatever? No, it was just because they'd run out of space. No room at the inn. It was raining. Inn. It was really horrible. Oh, yeah. You ran away walking over. Anyway. Mm. But yeah, I've been to Newcastle twice, actually. Um, when in September and did a bunch of pubs um, but the um, but it was a Tuesday and a Wednesday so stayed over Tuesday night and um, so not a hell of a lot was open as far as like tap rooms and stuff but we did go to um, by the river um, which is cool. fantastic and and it was it was a lovely warm evening even in uh, the start of September so we could sit outside on an evening that was so that was nice and then the most recent trip was last weekend um once again to Newcastle and stayed over Friday night because the plan was well a lot more breweries will be open but what happened while they closed their closed their brewery oh, of course yeah um and then but then they just announced that they were opening the, the following Friday today Alpha Delta were opening their new bar um, which was meant to be opening tonight <sighs> that didn't happen either <laughs> full, full circle surely but yes so we, we went to yeah. full circle uh, which was which no. was good it was good um, a little bit kind of reminded me of Magic Rock kind of quite maybe a little bit maybe lacked a little bit of personality a little bit sterile Good yeah. quality beer was good quality. Maybe didn't kind of excite me too much. Good pizza, but um, it, I, it was all app based. I don't know about you. I like I like I like to see a pump clip. Yeah. I, I guess I've got, I've got a very visual memory. Of that one. like, which one is it? Have I had this? I mean, mm. do I want to have that one? Because I've seen it on Instagram and I, it was something I picked out. I don't know. Um, but it was it was good. Um, but we went to some cracking pubs as well. Um. I'm a big fan of the, there's a little bar called Mean Eyed Cat, which is a weird um, decor of it's kind of slightly surf uh, like surf rock, and there's a lot of Johnny Cash, and then kind of the cramps, and um, and but then there's lots of like Mexican wrestling posters and stuff. It's very the colours very gaudy, but it's always busy. From I mean we went in twice over the over the weekend, and we booked in at twelve on the Saturday, twelve noon. And um, 
and there were people in there already and, and every table was booked and it's just got a really nice feel to it it's a proper locals place people go in on their own as well um so it's a very welcoming place we've got a nice lineup always um so i remember i heard it a couple of times almasty i'm a big fan of almasty they remind me of kernel in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um and um so i remember having their cask ipa twice six percent cask ipa very nice Decent. Uh, and then, but they've always got a big stout on, and they had Duggar's chocolate chip, and that was lovely. And that was at half past twelve, <laughs> <laughs> which probably needed it after a long day before. But there's, a, there's an old pub um, which actually we went to before we walked over to um, um, to uh, Full Circle. It's called Cumberland Arms, and it is the it's so characterful. It's a really authentic traditional pub, and it's seen better days. But that just adds to its personality. First time I went was years, and, well, last time I went was years and years ago. And it was it was absolutely jam-packed. This time there was just the two of us in, in there. So And there's no music, super quiet, but still felt really at home as well. Mm. And they um, it used to be the home of Northern Alchemy, if you remember those guys. Yeah, they're still, yeah. Still, like, they've moved up the road to the own brewery. They used to operate out of a shipping container in front of the... Um, we don't see a hell of a lot of them. We don't see a hell of a lot down this way, to be honest. Yeah, you used to get we used, it. We used to. I just don't think. I think they probably just cover their kind of local market, really. Um, Cottage wines, wines used to get a lot of them. Their their beers in. Probably was, not in cans. That's why. No bottles, weren't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I mean, they had their stuff on. They had Almasty on. It were all, all local stuff. S forty three. So for a really trad pub, like the tradest of pubs, with with a pretty smelly toilet. <laughs> which both sexes had to use the gents, which is unfortunate. They closed the ladies off, so. Um, but it's got so much. It's got so much character. It's very. It's very welcoming, even though it was a bit. Felt a bit stark. Normally, that place would be absolutely rampart. There'd be no. You'd be standing room only, and it's just. It's one of those places I remember. The walls were, were sweating. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a really steamy little pub, but that was. So it, we had a nice mix of like craft. And actually, the first place we went to, which we didn't realise actually opened, we were walking around waiting for Brewdog to open at 12. Because um, it was the only, it's the only place you can find what's open at noon. Um, but it turned out there's a place we went the first trip, which was terrible, um, and called Lady Grey's. And we went again, and it was really good. And we'd been let down because Alpha Delta weren't opening their tap room until the following week. And they were, they, they were doing a... a an event and they were just pulling the pulling the beers through when we walked in at about about 10 to 12 because there were some other people in there oh it looks like some other people in there i don't like to be i don't like to wait outside a pub even though if, if i'm i'll walk around the block a couple of times until yeah. they open yeah in there about <laughs> 10 past um don't want to give the wrong impression and um but yeah thankfully they had to they were doing a, a launch of the north and alpha delta um imperial stout later that day they were just pulling it through and an IPA called Sota, which is, was beautiful. Probably my beer of the trip. So I love Newcastle as well. It's got, yeah. a, it's, it's a really warm kind of place to be in. Uh, and yeah. And I'm always fascinated by hearing that accent as well. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great accent, isn't it? Yeah. Is, is that far for you, Rob? Is that quite a long sort of trip away? From no, where, I where I am, which I, I, I now live literally next to Saltair Brewery. Yeah, I could smell the mash as I was walking around earlier on. <laughs> uh, it was, I love that. I used to love that when um, in Leeds you'd be able, you'd, you'd smell Tetley's kind of wafting over the city. I used to always enjoy. I think, local, I think our local I think our local just got a salt air. 
beer on tap. Oh, right. right. Our old post office, uh, the Citra, Citra Pale. Oh, yeah. yeah. Take out and, only at the um, moment now, though. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. Um, yes. Yeah, so, um, anyway. but yeah, from, from here to there, you're looking at about two and a half hours. Okay. Trains yeah. leads, leads to leads to Newcastle. Um, it's not, but, it's, but, but trains are so quiet at the moment. Yeah. 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 You have an entire carriage to yourself. I feel it in, inconvenienced if there's like another three people in there. <laughs> 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 I know that, yeah, the, the, we've always had that fear, haven't we? We're like, oh, do we want to get on train, get on train? Then we, did, we get on one and we go, well, there's nobody else here. So, yeah, what was our fear? You know, it was. Yeah, uh, it kind of varies a little bit, doesn't it? It varies, um, you know, the trains into Brom. Um, bit of a mixed bag. But like you say, sometimes, depending on what time of day you go, there's mm. just like one other person at the other end of the carriage, isn't there? So, yeah. There you go. Um, right. Okay. Cool. Well, I've I've run out of beer. Yeah, and, I'm just finishing um, mine. So, Look at the lacing. Wow. There you go. Yeah. So what's what's just let's let's have our final thoughts Ooh. on <laughs> opaque dankness. Um so yeah, overtone opaque dankness, six percent, New England IPA. What do we think? Well my, my, I probably was the first one to finish mine, so that gives you a good indication of what I thought of it. Yeah, it was, well, that went down very well. So, yes, I was very happy with that. Good. Uh, yeah, I'll... Yeah, I'll, I'll echo this, I'll, echo those sentiments. It was a great, really enjoyed it. Yeah, surprisingly good. Yeah. Yeah, lo- lovely balance. Um, yeah. I mean, it's my my kind of beer. It's, it is definitely New England, but it's got a little bit of bite. A bit of a bite at the end. end. Yeah, so sure. I really liked it. Halfway through, I was thinking I could definitely buy some more of this. I'm yeah. planning that because I bought these, bought mine direct, and the service was pretty good, and um, prices were good. And I thought Same. I might, I might Same. get some more of this. Yeah, I'd be very happy to drink more of that. Well, yep. we're quite lucky because you've you've got all of ours from Gonzo, haven't you? Yeah, beer Gonzo, Gonzo in commentary have got so. a really good overtone selection on their shelves at the moment. So uh, as I happen to be. Just driving past the other day, I thought I'd stop and have a look in there, and uh, lo and behold, they had uh, quite a few of them. Um, so I think should we should we crack open another overtone beer, and and just check that wasn't a fluke with that first one, and um, and see if if they can come up with the goods second time around. So I think we're all going to have something different this time, aren't we? Yes. Yes. So, um, yep. So our one is Vicky's pet unicorn. We had to have that one, didn't we? So where do you keep your pet unicorn? Is it in the garage or something? <laughs> it's in that can. Oh, okay. I better stand yeah. back. I'm opening this. Then is a unicorn going to pop out? Yes. Um, so this 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 had better be good with that name. This is yeah. I've got very high expectations for this just from the name alone. It's it's almost like they knew me. Yeah. So so guys, what what have you got? Second beer. I've got um, Hedge Trimmer, another New England IPA, seven point five this time. So a little bit of a step up. See how the see how the cope with a little bit of IABV. Uh, hops on this one. Brew one, Azaka, and I do. I really like Azaka actually. And then Sultana, which um, I've only heard of from having a Overton beer last night actually and uh, so not heard of it Sultana's before. a hop not a yeah. dried grape oh you're not putting <laughs> Sultana's in my beer I'll, I'll be very upset <laughs> <laughs> and then malt's golden promise wheat oat honey malt mm. oh. so a completely different malt base and then same yeast though house blend mm, curious mm. yeah Charles what you got cool uh, I've gone for a slight step up in ABV, 6.6%. It's called Lotus Oat Cream IPA. Yeah. And they're fetching pink can. 
Uh, it is a oat cream New England IPA brewed with an unruly amount of oats and lactose to create a creamy mouthfeel, backed up with lotus, cashmere, Idaho 7, and mosaic, giving orange, vanilla, berries, and tropical fruits. Mm-hmm. Right, so yeah, I forgot go. to mention, yeah, what's uh, in this one, the uh, the Vicky's uh, Pet Unicorn Which is, is... 7%. 7%. This is uh, Vic Secret, Galaxy, and Citra. Uh, malts are Golden Promise, Vienna Malt, Oats yeah, and wheat. And, yeah, sorry, uh, yeah, malts on this one, extra pale oats and Vienna. Sorry, I was going to say. Um, and the yeast on this one is London 3. Yeah. Oh. So, um, so they're not just go? sticking to a, a, like a set program for like the entire kind of like, this is how we do an IPA. We're going to just, just change the ops. Well, yeah, yeast, yeah, yeast. We've all got different yeast then. This is a Vermont ale yeast in this one. All oh, right. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, you're Vermont the only one that's got the same, same yeast. But um, it's not quite as murky or hazy as the last one, but it's a lovely kind of pale golden colour again. Yeah. Ours is a similar colour, isn't it? Mine's a bit darker, actually. Yeah, Mm. this is a little bit darker too. Honey malt. That's a new one on me. Honey malt. But I can't help but smell honey now, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's musty, waxy honey. Whereas for me on this one, I'm getting that... Um, the, I call it the slightly grassy sm- smell. Um, I don't know if that's coming from the galaxy. Yeah, I, I don't know whether that is a, a galaxy thing. I've never worked out what that is. All I know is I know whether... But yeah, whereas the um, opaque dankness was all the fruit, this is a mm. bit... Mm, bit musty as well. Yeah, this has got a mustiness to it. Yeah. I'm thinking of ground coriander on mine. I can't get away from the honey as well. Yeah, Not this sweet, is sweet, but you know, kind of waxy kind of honey. So that definitely got that going on. Yeah, this one has definitely got that vanilla sweetness kind of thing kicking through with the lactose a little bit. Um, but there's a lot of dang kind of berry notes as well, probably from mosaic, I'm guessing. So Charles, what you've got is is kind of like a milkshake IPA then, to a degree. Yeah, it's it's an oat cream beer. Yeah, so it is a lactose heavy IPA. Yeah. I guess Pop- similar to what kind of by other half. I guess I was going to say other half. Their daydream sort of series of beers are kind of what that focuses on. But um, yeah, should we give it a whirl? Give these a whirl. Mm. Cheers. 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 Yeah, that's different. So different. Uh, that's yeah. Like, I guess when you see a brewery who are um, doing a lot of the same kind of style of beer, you kind of worry if it's going to be a bit samey, everything's going to be a bit similar. This is dramatically different. I, I, I yeah. like it, but it's really different. It's a lot spicier, this one, for me. Malt, a bit more malt presence and, and spicy. Yeah, I agree. This one is completely different to, um, to Opaque Dankness. Yeah. Unfortunately for me... It's got that. I again, I call it the grass taste. I don't. I don't. So like a grassy sort of sharpness to this. Yeah. With, with a kind of almost grainy, dry finish, um, and I think also, um, I don't know quite how to describe it. It's it's not quite petrol on the forecourt, but there's <laughs> there's a hint of that. You know what I mean? Um, Smoky bacon crisps. Yeah, I'm not quite getting that, but frazzles. That's why I always. <laughs> oh, when, Nel- when Nelson Sauvignon's too fresh, frazzles all day. Oh, petrol! I love the smell of I love the smell of a petroly forecourt. Um, oh, and me. I, yeah. I, I, had a, I had a Rewaka beer the other week, and that was full on, yeah, smoky bacon. Yeah. Um, I was told hop. it was when certain hops are too fresh. 
often uh, really? New Zealand hops are too fresh. You uh, get that. I, almost the, like freshly laid tarmac on the A46. Last night, I very much said that. That, that It's that soapy thing, isn't it? Yeah. Tarmac on back of a on back of the lorry. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But you see, I love frazzles. Love the smell of tarmac. <laughs> love the smell of a petrol forecourt. Don't really like it when I taste it in a beer. <laughs> yeah, I had a, um, a, cl- a Cloudwater and Equilibrium collab, and that was Rewaka, mm. and that was so frazzly. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I think I had, I had the all Rewaka, the other half one that appeared on the Cloudwater shop, which the Rewaka. Small Rewaka or all Rewaka? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Yeah. We yeah. Did and that, that was, did you have that one? Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was full on, uh, yeah, bacon crisps. And I can't remember what I sort of, rated yeah. that one now, but I don't. I wasn't a fan of it, but I, yeah. No, I don't uh, think I was. Uh, maybe that's more than my taste. I think but... that may have been the first Rewaka beer that I've had, actually, because it's kind of not that uh, popular or not that commonplace, um, mm. certainly over here at the moment. But. Uh, I've got to give this a thumbs up, you know. Um, you know, controversially, I don't. Act, this, I don't actually like this one as much, anywhere near as much as the first one. Mm-hmm. For me, uh, it's quite thin for what I was expecting with the lactose and with the all the hop additions and the oat, and it's just a little bit thin and it's a little bit too sweet as well. As well, but mm, wow. it's not bad. I mean, it's not bad. Mm. It's just not as good. Isn't it interesting that, yeah. But it is very different. I think it's what yeah. sort of Rob was saying. It is very different, which is a quite a an accomplishment for all for all these IPAs to be so different. Um, I think you need that. There's no point in putting as many beers out as they obviously are when you look at their Instagram and you see how much stuff's coming out. If they're all just variations on a theme and slight ones at that. And like we were saying, they're, they're using different yeasts on a lot of these different beers. So fair play to them for that. Definitely. So, yeah, my, sorry, mine's got a little bit of a. It just feels a bit. It is bigger. It's in ABV. It's a bit more rounded in its kind of flavour. Uh, I, I, I like it, but I, one thing I was going to say about you saying, and I agree, I prefer the first, the first one more. Yeah. Maybe it's because it that just did everything what you the box. from a good New England IPA. I think. Yeah. yeah. And that that's one of their highest rate rate of beers. I think on on is that it? it's like the the third or fourth fourth for a six percent IPA. And also, you know, Citra, it's a, it's a crowd pleaser, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's an, it's an yeah. A-lister. It's an A-lister. Yeah, yeah Opaque Dankness 4.14 on Untapped, mm. which for a 6% New England IPA, that's bloody high, isn't it? So Yeah, yeah particularly from a UK brewery as well. I yeah. Mean, it, you know, but um, yeah. There you go. Good. Um, I'm just uh, going back to what you were saying about your trips around... Um, Newcastle and places, Rob. Um, so I think you said on one of them, you it was all apps and you're not a great fan. But yeah. so were most of the others just table service and just yes. a, a mix? Yeah, and, and make a lot of time size of the place as well. I mean, um, Full Circle, it's, 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 it's a lovely setup. I mean, it, but it kind of runs the length of the brewery. Half of it is um, just a bit of a gantry and where the toilets are. The other half is quite a, quite a plush, but, but it's got, as I said, it's got that, it's not full on industrial chic like you're getting a brewdog bar. It's got that like magic rock where everything feels kind of maybe machined, bit of wood, bit of kind of like galvanized metal. It's It's got that kind of feel to it. But then like a bar, a brightly lit bar at the other end of the thing. So that was all apps. But then like I said, Mean I Cat, it's a small small one room bar. 
Um, you can see you can see the board. You can see the. Um, Pump uh, you can see the pump clips you can um and then like at the free trade a free trade in which is a classic newcastle pub great pub love to go there on the bank yeah. of the tank oh it's fantastic looks great and we um and mick who's the uh, the proprietor there he um he was <laughs> he was walking around saying with the, the, the with his like quite a large chalkboard actually um but like saying oh no it's like i'm a Italian waiter, <laughs> like bringing it around to everybody. He gave us a lot of his, his time as well. I think he knows Becky much better than he knows me. But he seems he was very welcoming, though. He kind of sat us somewhere and we're like, oh, well, um, oh, this is only like interim until a better seat comes up. I'm like, fine. And he, then some one of his team had a couple of pints on a tray and he just turned this to us, you want? So do you want a couple of pints of Yarl? And I said, I'll have, I'll, I'll have an half. And he was like, no, no, dude, you want a couple of pints of your hal? I'm like, yeah, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> so there we were. A couple yeah. of free pints as we walked nice. in. Back. And then, yeah, and throughout the evening he was coming yeah. over. So I guess it's um, in those places which are small enough to still have that kind of like um, a warm atmosphere. Yeah. And have a bit of connection with staff. Once again, town mouse, cracking little micro bar, little cellar bar, um, probably... S- Seat at the moment, they could probably seat about 10 people tops. Oh, really? Not very welcoming. Um, interesting little range. Actually, had um, elusives, uh, carving yams on cask, and that was Ooh, wonderful. Nice. Yeah, and, and can, I thought it was good, but the cask was lovely. Um, so I think it's one of those places where I think if you if it's allowed to still feel pleasant without too many people in it'll still mm. be a good experience but it's when those it's those places that um are that big yeah and they all they felt a bit empty when they were at the best of times i guess the one thing that I, it's a funny old situation isn't it because i, I hate waiting at the bar <laughs> yeah i hate yeah. busy pubs um <laughs> and I, I don't like waiting and all that kind of business but <laughs> also I, I do like a little bit about atmosphere I don't yeah. want to be completely dead. I don't feel like I don't want to feel like I'm putting like the staff out or inconveniencing them. So in these times, sadly, do often kind of bring that. And like you said, ex- you end up with this. So you've had some places where you've gone in, and it's like, oh god, we're the only ones. And yeah, is there an atmosphere? And it's a huge place. And then other times, it's like you're wandering around and you want to go in somewhere, especially when it's cold and wet and yeah. whatever. And then you can't because you can't get in. Because we've mm. we've said this as well, haven't we? Where it's like, well, shall we just go, like say, going to Brum or whatever on a Saturday lunchtime? And mm-hmm. and and I've I've done exactly that though. I've said, but what if we then get traips all the way over there? And then you can't get in. So, for example, like, you know, if we'd gone all the way over to Glasshouse or something like that, um, and then, you know... Yeah, and then they say, oh, and there's then no room. There's yeah. no room, and you can't book... Yeah, but, but Glasshouse were doing bookings, though. They have been doing the bookings. Yeah, and um, I suppose we should have looked... But, you know, it's that... In some respects, that whole spontaneity thing of just like, right, well, should we just... What should we do with ourselves? Oh, should we just do that? Well, that's kind of gone now, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's all gone right yeah. now. Well, it's all it? gone right to, now. To a large extent. Well, it has now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the um, yeah. booking yourself in, booking your afternoon. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you have an afternoon around kind of like somewhere, you, you've got a rough idea where you're going to go. But, but, it, but it's all fact that sort of, I'm going to have an hour here and an hour yeah. there, yeah. and it's like... And yeah, and if you Pressure. get in somewhere and you're kind of like, well, no, actually, I'm quite happy here. I, we could do another 
drink or two here before mm. we go on or you might get somewhere and go mm, actually shall we move on but yeah you yeah. can't because yeah. either you've missed your you've either got to rush to get to your next booking or you've got to um that's like a series of business meetings yeah. isn't it <laughs> <laughs> um when it has to be that organized um so yeah you're right it takes the spontaneity out of it a little bit mm. um but Hey ho, it is what it is. Hopefully, we've only got four weeks of lockdown too, but I wouldn't bank on it. Um, so in the meantime, you know, we're back to where we were in April and May of of like let's try and support people who are who are doing a great job at um, producing great beer and yeah, for sure. Combination of takeaway sales, which obviously has had some kind of clouding to the. Uh, to the rules regarding that, but I think it's been smoothed out now, hasn't it? The takeouts so are allowed. They are allowed now, aren't they? Yeah. They can open for takeouts. Um, yeah. And, and, and mail order and stuff like that. Um, sort of keep, keep doing that to keep these great places ticking over. Um, yeah. Parcel force man's going to be like, you know, bored of looking at me when he keeps knocking on the door every day. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> yeah. The empty box is racking up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the people working got, from home got two though. Two in the room now. We've got, got a overturn one, then I got Cloud water boxes. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. First, first name terms with UPS driver. <laughs> yeah. Morning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you're delivering that today. All oh, right. Okay. Right. See you tomorrow for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> and then how many how many recycling uh, boxes have we got to fit all the cardboard in? And yeah, <laughs> the recycling guys are like, you know, yeah. yeah. Lockdown problems. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, basically now, um, just a little bit of a local catch-up. There's obviously not a massive amount of, of news. One thing that I did a bit of detective work, and this could amount to nothing, or it might be something, but um, for reasons that I can't even remember now, I was on Company's House, and Company's House always tells you some interesting information about companies. And... Um, there's a chain of pubs around Brum, which of which I've not actually been to any yet, but Craft Inn. So they've got a branch in Jewelry Quarter. They've got one in um, uh, Sutton Coalfield. They've got one in Shirley. Um, they've got one in Worcester now. And they've got one even in rugby, which I don't think we'd even mentioned before. Thing is, rugby's Warwickshire. It's kind of very much sort of our patch in as much as it's our county, but it's such a pain in the ass to get to rugby. We'd have to get three trains to get there, and it's just under 20 I mean, miles. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like a half hour drive, if, isn't yeah. it? And it's, yeah, it would take you best part of an hour, I guess, on the train, wouldn't it? Yeah, we'd have to get the train to Leamington, Leamington train to Coventry, Coventry train to rugby. It's just like, oh, do you know what? I just got a brum instead. Um, but for the lucky people of, of rugby they have got a place there that's serving i think about a dozen keg lines and great yeah. can selection it does look good it does look good yeah well anyway going back to what i sort of saying is is the fact that there is registered on company's house craft in lemmington is registered so mm. why would they register that unless there was going to be one so i'm keeping an eye out you know, on uh, commercial property websites to try and <laughs> see if there's anything coming up that might be suited to them. So just one to watch out for. Um, and then the other thing I definitely wanted to give a shout out for is um, Twisted Barrel over in Coventry and Green Duck in Stourbridge have uh, basically got together to do a crowdfunder for a canning line. 
Um, they're looking to raise, I think, 25 grand, I think, to yeah. fund a canning line so that they don't have to rely on external canning companies, which would give them a massive amount of flexibility then compared to what they currently have to do. And basically, they would have a canning line between the two breweries and it will spend some time over at Green Duck and some time over at Twisted Barrel. And they'll just be able to put a lot more stuff into small pack especially with the current situation, um, which could be lasting for months or whatever. It really is a way for them to kind of, uh, to kind of, um, you know, move forward and, and, and stay kind of uh, above the water. Really, as, as, but as, some, as, um, some fantastic rewards though. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean yeah, I've sorry. put some in. Um, me too. Me because, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, basically it's like 25 quid and you get a 50 quid voucher to use in the tap room or online. And I'm like, what? That's a no-brainer, isn't it, really? Well, 20, um, 20 pounds or more, you get a T-shirt. 25 pounds or more, you get double the money worth in vouchers in either Green Duck or Twisted Barrel. Uh, 20, you also, uh, 35 pounds would get you a two-way collab in cans, a case of 12 cans delivered. Wow. I mean, yeah, get involved, yeah. people. And there's some high-end ones as well. I, I can't remember the pricing now, but at uh, uh, the higher end of things, uh, you can have a brew day with uh, the, the either both breweries or one, either of which. Yeah, um, so it goes up to, I mean, it, yeah, it goes literally right up to uh, £1,000 and you get the canning line named after you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you get the canning line. Uh, <laughs> wow. In your house. Yeah. Oh, have we Could've got £1,000? I was going to say, yeah. can I, can we put in a thousand pounds and we and we call the canning line Vicky's Pet Unicorn? That sounds really. I mean, one hundred and fifty pounds or more, you get a you get a brew day at Twisted Barrel, which sounds mega fun. Yeah, um, yeah, sounds sounds great. So I, I hope that they um, succeed in that and uh, yeah, and basically manage to, to get that because I think it would be a massive help to them uh, in the current uh, climate. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be huge. It'd be huge. Yeah, for sure. So uh, so they need good. need they need all of our help at the minute. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's it for the for the local kind of news. There's not a massive amount, as I say, happening. It's uh, it's just a case really of um, trying to support everybody at the moment that is is doing takeouts. You know, don't don't buy beer from the supermarket right now. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the last place you should be buying beer at the moment. Don't buy Coors Light. No, and just, just don't, don't buy that ever. Simon, <laughs> what did you buy? Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, Coors, Light, and what was the other one? Uh, Lagunitas IPA. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Um, so, support which, your indies, man. Was, I, I, was the bit of beer school last night about what um, oxidised old beer tastes like? Uh, <laughs> it was, no, yeah, it was just uh, American Pale Ale. So I have to say, after drinking... I mean, th th this is what we realised when trying to find some of these light beers was the fact that you cannot just go out and buy one 330ml bottle or can of Bud Light or Coors Light. You have to buy, what is it, six or four or... A slab. Um, or you, um, uh, in this case, we had a 710ml bottle. I mean, <laughs> is, that a six, is that 16-ounce, do you think? Would that be why it's that weird size? Um I'm not sure, but seven ten—that's uh, weird. It normally be a yeah. big sixty, wouldn't it? Or yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Odd oh, size. Yeah. Um, it was—it was too much anyway. Whatever it was, it was too much. <laughs> um, and then you drink a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale after that, which actually was pretty good date on it. And you're just like, wow, this is amazing. Which I think, um, as I say, we, we talked about beer school on the last pod. Uh, is what beer with Nat Natalia is is running, and um, and so we're looking at different beer styles each week and uh, tasting a few of each each style that we run through and um 
yeah so uh yeah it was quite interesting moving on to sierra nevada pale ale which it's one of those beers it's kind of always there isn't it it's in supermarkets you see it on the odd pump clip and you just go yeah i know what that's all about so you don't have it and then you go back to it and you go actually this is a pretty decent beer well it's a game changer at the time it, ta- it definitely tasted um good after the cord light <laughs> yes it certainly did <laughs> and then the um Lagunitas was I was like to, initially I was like God I can't drink this this is too bitter but obviously then once I got my palate reset uh, I have you know, to say got into it again that I was, was an interesting right, one drinking that actually because um, because it is now brewed by Heineken in Amsterdam it says product of the Netherlands on it now oh really yeah okay. and and so I wanted to hate it but do you know what <laughs> Actually, it was pretty decent. And as far as like a, if you do go into a supermarket and buy a beer or you're in one of those bars that's got nothing good there, but you see a bottle of that in the fridge, it's a pretty sound choice, to be quite honest. Not that I want to support big beer, but um, it was probably the best of the three for me. But um, enough of that, enough of that. Let's let's just have another few thoughts on, on these overtone beers that we've got in front of us and uh, see how they're going as they warm up in the glass. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not hating this, but it's not it, uh, it's not going to be a go-to for me. Um, I would, just because of that, it's just too grassy for me. But whether that's like you said, is that the Galaxy Hop? I've, I mean, I it's, don't got, know it's got Vic about, Secret, Galaxy and Citra, and yeah. I don't think it's the Citra. No, definitely. It's not. I, I know for a fact that anything that normally beers that have got Citra in, I'm normally a huge fan of, but I'm not so sure about the other two but yeah yeah, yeah. But, it's it's um it's a good beer but i prefer the opaque dankness um so uh, yeah charles how are you getting on with your milkshake yeah it's I, I'm, I'm not disliking the beer I, I just think that there's something that's a bit overpowering and i don't know if it's the lactose it's just kind of swamping the hops i'm just not really getting any hop character from it i'm just getting like a generic sweetness and it, it it's very kind of light but um it's not bad, but it's just not as good. <laughs> That's all I can yeah. say, really. Uh, Rob, what do you what do you what do you reckon? I like it. I mean, it it's not as obviously lovely as the other one. It's got yeah. a bit more. It's it's a different personality completely. Yeah, uh, but it's it's still decent. I, I, I'd definitely drink it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but not as. I mean, it's, I ain't got much left, much of it left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, I, when we started this, I was thinking, I've got three beers. How long is this podcast going to last? <laughs> I was online for five hours last night. I had five beers. I've been on for an hour and I'm nearly halfway. But yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. And it's definitely, I will definitely be buying more beers from Overturn. Mm-hmm. I'm, re- I'm really impressed. Yeah, it's the, it's my kind of beer. But one thing, yeah. actually, before we. Um, move on is you were talking about crafting just because um you are the midlands kind of like podcast <laughs> yeah um i've actually been to crafting in uh, in sutton oh have you yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with our good friend harry it was it was when harry was yeah. working at um uh, uh, brew house and kitchen in in sutton and he, he we went to brew house and then we he took us up to um, uh, crafting, and it were all right. It's it, all right. It kind of like a badly stocked. It was like a badly stocked bottle shop, but with a decent <laughs> amount of taps. It had like seven taps at least, and it was only like a retail unit. Um, sadly, it was uh, that weekend. It just happened to be when Tiny Rebel had done their massive kind of like list of kind of birthday beers like they always do about like and, and there were about four places in Birmingham that weekend. Um, it's a big gang of us 
met up. It was actually the last time I saw you all collectively when we met when we met up at Daya. Uh, um, but the, but that the Tally Rebel was everywhere that weekend, and um, and oh, this is the, 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 the collabs, wasn't it? The yes, that yeah. was it. Yeah. So the the the, 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 yeah. the taps in that place were completely taken over by that, and we weren't really that interested. But no. so, but they I mean we we sat in there. It was pretty. It was, it was nice atmosphere. It's quite quiet. It was. Um, but they had some nice um, stuff in the fridges. I had a Firestone Walker. Nitro Merlin, I think. Um, it was cool. lovely. Yeah. So um, if that's um, crop, cropping up in your neck of the woods, it's not oh, a bad be, thing at all. It would definitely be a welcome addition if it, if yeah. it, does, if it, if it does happen. So is Leamington um, going to be a, like, a future venue for the like Crimbo Crawl, do you think? Highly yeah, <laughs> a, few, a few decades away from that. Yeah. It yeah. seems like you're getting some places. It's getting there, though. Well, we, are, we are getting there. And like, Because I think we mentioned it last time, so I didn't mean about the um, drawing board bottle shop. Um, yeah, expanding. expanding. Yeah. So mm, maybe, yeah, but okay. I mean, if you consider this, this kind of thing's happening in these current times. So perhaps it's one of these things. These things happen now, and then when we get past, but also, this, but, but also, Simon, the proximity to the station that these places yeah. are as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, Leamington is quite easily to you know easy to get to relatively from say Birmingham. Oh yeah, uh, yeah and even London. You know, even even London really. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's an hour, the right hour, train, uh, hour and 15 uh, minutes from yeah, London, from Marlebone. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, just one thing I'd forgotten has just occurred to me on the local catch up, um, sort of our area, but sort of the part of our area. Um, there's a new brewery started called Trinity Brewing, um, which um, they're up in Litchfield. And uh, one of the guys involved in it is is John, who used to be at Lab Culture, who oh, we interviewed yeah. of course, um, yeah. last year. Uh, lab culture sadly no more but um yeah john's got a new project uh on the go uh, it's called trinity brewing so definitely uh worth looking out for them i think they've got a pilot kit already i don't think they've, i think they've done a collab with somebody but i can't remember who are they are they on the social medias yeah yeah they are yeah yeah so seek them out people and uh check them out but litchfield's cool. a nice place to go for a beer apparently there's quite a few good places to drink in litchfield so uh cool. um you know, one day when we're allowed out again, uh, we'll nip up there. Um, I've never been to Leachfield. It's a nice place. Got a cathedral. It's nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's like sort of you know posh part of the north part of uh, just bordering Staffordshire, isn't it? There really. Um, it's near Cannock Chase. If you want to go out and walk in the park and all that sort of thing, semi-rural. Um, right. So we're running out of beer. We're running out of beer. I declare a state of emergency. We need to find ourselves another beer. So um, let's do that. Let's do it. Okay, so got a beer in glass, and this one is a very different colour to everything we've been drinking so far tonight. <laughs> this is dark, 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 dark. This is Magic Eight Ball from Magic Rock, Black IPA, seven percent. Um, first time it's been rebrewed in years, isn't a it? Long time. Um, yeah. And I don't think I've had this before. Embarrassingly so. Um, Rob, I bet you've had it before, haven't you? I've had, yes, I think I had like a tri- <laughs> trial batch out of a, like a dodgy kind of like yeah. self-labeled can. You probably had it in cast. You probably had it in cast. Oh, I've had it in every, I've had it, I've had it, yeah, I've had a flagon of it, I've had all sorts. <laughs> yeah. Nitro. Pewter tankard. Cans, growlers, yeah. Yeah, every available vessel you've had it in, yeah. Squeezed out of a well-used flannel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did wonder what you were going to say then. <laughs> I'll tell you what, one thing, because I think one of the key elements of a black IPA is, is the colour. And yeah. it is, I mean, I've seen some so-called black IPAs that are almost brown. 
this is pretty dark. That is very dark. I mean, it has got a tinge of like ruby red at the bottom of the glass. If you, you know, what I was thinking light, as I poured this but... out, I thought, is there a hint of purple? In Maybe, it? yeah. It's like a real, like Very almost like a indigo, ruby kind of purpley, ready. Yeah, it's color. purple on the bubbles on the top. Oh, there like you go. Like a newspaper kind of film, but, but not not in a ruby hobgoblin. I, kind I stole of that from Rob because I, I know you've said that before, Rob. <laughs> newspaper. I just actually remember the first time I ever had this was on it was on draft probably probably keg uh, at Mister Farley's in in Leeds. Yeah. And, and that was the day, when I was talking about Frazzles earlier, that was the day I was told about that, because um, I think it was for IPA Day many, many, many years ago. And uh, Dom, Dominic Driscoll, who is, I think, production manager or something like that, Thornbridge these days, is Dom? Yeah, he is, yeah. And he yeah. was the one who told me about Nelson being, when it's fresh, as a as the a Frazzles thing. Yeah. So, and I remember, I completely remember it. I've always been a fan of this beer. And um, and I, if, you, if there's any... Well, I, I'm I'm black IPA. I'm triple IPA. There's no abbreviations in my world, so there's no Pato no, Banton and ever like songs going on. <laughs> no, if not, I'm leaving this chat. I'm just leaving. Bip, bleep. <laughs> Microphone. Yeah. <laughs> cascading cascading yeah. dark ales around here. Yeah, we'll just call them. Oh, I love a black IPA though. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm glad we're too, getting yeah. more of them. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. there is a comeback. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Hashtag Bipper comeback. No, yeah, <laughs> you said it. Yeah, said sorry. It. There you go. Oh, Bipper bingo there. there. Um, bingo. Should we get any aroma? Should we get the aroma? Yeah, let's have a, a, let's give it a swirl. It's kind of it's quite um, molassesy and quite um, like those uh, a bit licoricey. Yep, licorice. I get a little, little bit of licorice, a little bit of smoke. There's not much aroma mm. to be honest. Those like little fruit salad sweets. Blackjacks. Uh, blackjacks. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's it. <laughs> oh, that's good. It, smell, it, smell, it does smell like a like a berry forward IPA, really, which is what you want. Yeah, see, I'm not getting that. I'm getting more. I'm Spicy. getting smoky, as in like roasted malty kind of thing, and a bit coffeey. Yeah. yeah. I don't get loads of it. I absolutely I don't love get loads of it. No. I love the style because for me, it's just the best bit of a dark beer and an IPA. It's just. And as unfashionable as it might be to say it, one of I think maybe the first black IPA I had was uh, Brewdog's Libertine, which I thought was a great beer. Good beer, yeah. very good beer. Yeah. Um, Should we dig in? Yeah, yeah let's dig in. Cheers. 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 Mm, yeah, oh, that's lovely. That is good. That's lovely. Mm. Oh. Yeah. I, and I, I like black IPAs to have milk character. I don't. Want, mm. I had a siren one recently, and it was hoppy as you like. Yeah. Um, but. It didn't have much malt character at all. And I know originally it was supposed to just be... I don't know what the point was, to be honest, originally, that it was just dark. Mm. Um, but it tasted like an IPA. Yeah. My kind of... Um, one of my favourites, which kind of pre- was a precursor to the it being a style, was a Stone Sublime and Self-Righteous. I used to love that beer. And that is very much more of a, like a big hoppy stout. Well, like an American, what they call an American stout or an India Porter, maybe. It was, it was I'm going to say, mm. if I'm under fair, the bottle's oh. looking around, but I don't. But yeah, I used to love that. But then this is like Verdon uh, the other week, I had an East India Porter. Yeah, that All was great. Kind of that like, was a good one, though. Where does like where that. does it lie? Where does the where's the Cascadian Dark Ale end and a 
Imperial, but no, say sorry, India, East India Port, or Export mm. India Port, or Black IPA. But then comparing this to that Verdant beer, which I remember having, this has definitely got more hop character yeah. coming through rather than malt, which I got from the Verdant. Was it called Currencies or something? Or something like that. Currencies. Currencies. Yeah, Do- yeah, 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 yeah. A dollar on the can artwork. Yeah. Now for me, that was more of a. That's like a hoppy with porter. A, yeah, yeah, hoppy porter. Well, we it's... had recently, didn't we? We or had the roasted. Colonel um, Porter. Was it an Imperial Porter? Or yeah, Sta- Colonel, no, Colonel of, Stout or something, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, the Export and India Stout, which is it. like a very hopped stout. And yeah. there is this kind of Venn diagram crossover type thing between the styles, isn't well, there? Well, yeah, because to me, I they they tasted they're tasting very similar the, this and the the Colonel yeah. um, Stout, the East India Stout. So yeah, because yeah, um, they're like yeah. really highly hopped yeah. stouts, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. 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 So and it, which is what you were saying, Rob. It's that whole, you know, I as as I've famously always been said, I always used to think that a black IPA was a Judas beer because it was like I'd look at it and I'd go, oh, that's going to be a nice, you know, roasty roasty stout, and suddenly I'd drink it and I'd be like. Oh my god! Oh, the hop, hop bitterness. Now <laughs> I am getting more used to that now. But but then you learnt to love hops. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes with, with reservations. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is good, isn't it? This yeah, is it is lovely. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, very I'm, good. I, the, 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 it seems like there's a bit of a cyclical thing. A black IPA is acceptable once again. Um, I remember a while back um, chatting to Johnny from Craft Beer Channel. And uh, and because I know a lot of people are do kind of like rail against this idea of black IPA. I, IPA is not dark, is it? But so there's a lot of resistance, I'd say. And he talked about I think East India Port or Export India Port have been the kind of potentially the more acceptable mm. face of black IPA because people aren't going to rail against it. Is mm. um, that is that because of the, the the you know the name the naming of the beer then of the yes. style. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I, I so. wonder. It just rubs people up yeah. the wrong way, doesn't it? It's, yeah. it's people mm-hmm. who are just like, Which is, oh. but, it's, but that's, yeah. that's bizarre, strange. I don't really, yeah, I don't understand that. But people are as funny as folk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but this yeah. is it, isn't it? But having said that, it comes back to that. So a little bit what I was just saying. So we open the kernel and you're, and I'm told, you, you're telling me, oh, this is a porter. And I'm like, I love porters and stouts. And I drank that and I was like, I wasn't expecting that amount of hot bitterness on it. So to me, I was like, oh, you've tricked me again now. Whereas I suppose now I know what I'm getting from a black IPA. So the minute I see the words black IPA, I'm like, okay, I know that it's going to look like it's going to be a nice stout or a porter that I would like to drink but I know it's going to have that hot bitterness so I know what I'm getting so it's that it's that thing again isn't it um I think people don't like to be tricked you know you open a beer and it's like this whole thing people have talked about before you just go oh, it just says IPA on the can yeah. and if you don't like east coast and you get a Merc bomb you hate it and vice versa if it's you know a, a west coaster and you're really into east coast but, and it's all about labeling your perceptions going into something I think but then also you know yeah actually what was a traditional porter or a stout how hoppy how bitter how adjunct heavy were they originally and and i suppose there is an element of over the years stouts and porters have got especially stouts have got more and more adjunct heavy and we've got get more of the um that sort of thing so are we expecting either a lot of sweetness or a lot of coffiness from it and then actually when you get a bit of hop 
which is maybe going back to what it should be, then it's kind of like, no, 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 no. that's not what I'm expecting, you know. Yeah, so, I think I think you, you I think you have your ideas, don't you, before you go I into a beer. I think we're just too sort of like held back by label labeling and and sort of like pigeonholing a a beer because of its name when actually just appreciate it for what it is mm. drink so. without prejudice exactly yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i agree with everything you say and i think it's a really interesting point is yeah well i mean i'm sure we all deal a bit with it in, in our daily lives managing expectations <laughs> um, I mean, geez, yes. it's um <laughs> i don't care about it i don't i mean i if yeah. you um i'm not that kind of like tied down to it it's a it's a guidance for kind of like shopping in it if you, you yeah the reason why you're giving some definitions i don't mind a kind of like a stylistic kind of like definition i, I, I like a rough idea what i'm going to expect i don't want it just to be i mean and and, and some beers nowadays especially in cans you don't even see what it's called mm. or what it is before you even you might have to turn it around to get that and that's uh, that's a different thing but um i i don't i, I so i don't kind of worry about that in, in, in itself but i guess it's if if, if it's going to stop someone from if it's going to if it's a stumbling block where you go well i'm expecting this and, I, and i'm getting this is it is are they are, is someone being kind of naive and they've been ignorant because it's like well you kind of had a rough idea of what you're get, gonna get so um but then i said this the siren one was really hoppy like mm-hmm. a slightly too aggressive. Which one was that? Uh, was that the one with the coconut editions? No, no, it was. Oh, I can't remember what it was called. It might have had yeah. fire in the name, but I, I, I really like yeah. the style, and, and yeah, and I think this is a fantastic example of it, and I'm glad they brought it back. Um, I just hope it's not one of those things that just disappears because of of trends. It, it, to be honest, it, from what they're saying, it sounds like it might be, unless it's sold really well. And this is the problem going back to sort of, you know, people's perceptions of what they're expecting and what it is. The sad thing is that these this sort of beer probably will sit sit on shelves, do you think? Or I hope dep- depending on where it is, I guess. But I mean if it just lands in a bottle shop in a in a in our local town, for example, it would probably not shift. It's the sad like truth. It. I yeah. think the interesting thing is, though, I read today that Beavertown are bringing back some of their old core yeah. range, including Black Betty. Smog Rocket and Eight Ball are coming back. <laughs> yeah, all... Smog Rocket. Yeah. Um, I used to love um, Black Betty. Black yeah, Betty was beer. brilliant. Yeah. Even um, Eight Ball was very good as well. I, I get muddled up. Which one's the rye one and which one's the black IPA? Eight Ball. Eight the rye. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. the black IPA. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, if they come back, I mean, I, I know I don't usually buy Beaver Town beers these days, but if that comes back, I'd have to try another can of it. Just Does to Beaver Town brew any beers besides Gamma, Gamma Ray and, and, and Neck Oil anymore? Cool. It's the only ones so. I've seen for about two years. I know, yeah. They'd probably use a pilot kit for doing these if they're coming what back. Happened, what happened to the Tempest project? I mean, that kind of like took a massive backseat. Probably didn't people it? stopped buying it, I'd imagine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, suppose it's that. It's yeah. a fresher drop out. There are, I don't know, that's a, their brewery's pretty much yeah. next door to. But then, um, what was it? Uh, Heavy Lord was like, was Gray brewed beer. in yeah, the yeah. Tempest project sort of bottle. So, Great beer. Um, yeah, amazing beer. As long as they don't do what was that? Um Bloody L. Bloody L, that's it. Oh yeah, that was such a changed that, beer. That hit that didn't that get into Waitrose? Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I mean I didn't it was it was you know it started. It out went as, it went from seven point yeah, seven point two percent 
sort of like blood orange, fleshy blood orange IPA mm. to <laughs> five, five point something. Yeah, I, rubbish. I was listening Synthetic back to orange. a previous uh, episode earlier, and oddly, fleshy blood orange always um, gets a gets a chuckle out of Vicky. <laughs> so, just one thing I wanted to mention um, is that coming up soon, uh, Beers Without Frontiers have been invited to take part in an event called Beer Nation 2020. Um, it's going to be a collaboration podcast with other podcasters to discuss the state of beer in 2020. Um, it's going to be available on each podcast's own feed uh, sometime in December. So, um, yeah, keep an eye on on the socials for, for more info. But some of the other pods involved are obviously the Beer O'Clock Show. Um, who, it's uh, Steve from Beer O'Clock Opinions who is uh, masterminding this. Uh, also appearing um, Men Behaving Badly who uh, have guested on our show before, Rhythm and Brews and the Sheffield Hopcast. Um, and many more, as they say sure. on the KTEL adverts. Um, so the yeah, that's the A-list, A-list of podcasters, right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, us. And, and, and us. us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're just, uh, just gate crashing it. Yeah. 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 So that's that's happening. So keep an eye out for that. It should be uh, uh, appearing in December. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to the eight ball, then um, what's what's our thoughts summing up on this? Are you glad it's back? Big time. Love it. It's mm. tasting great. It's got, I'm picking it really a little is. bit of slightly, um, if you burn sugar, you get a little bit of bitterness mm. from it. I'm mm. getting that. I love it. Yeah, a bit of molasses. Running yeah. through a bit of blackcurrant. Yeah. Mm. And it. it's nice and full, it's nice and quite full bodied as well, which is good. It's got a real nice mouthfeel. Yeah, this is, could, but then it is seven percent. Is it seven yeah, percent? That berry mm, thing yeah. going on there as well. Um, it's 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 good. Yeah, I would would drink again. Yeah, yeah. Just hope they get. Just hope they brew it again. You know, it'd be good to be able to pick that up regularly. You know, keg or when we're back drink back in pubs and that. Keg it or could can. be one of those things, isn't it? Couldn't it be where it's like they might have sold a lot of this batch initially because those of us like us that. Been gone and gone, oh my god and we grabbed it but it's that whole sustainability it's just, isn't yeah it? yeah do, do you then end up with the last two or three on the shelf that never get shifted and so therefore you know the bottle shops don't want to take it anymore and then so they don't brew it anyway. i don't know it's just you need that well, like we said it's a bit of a niche style isn't it yeah right well the shop where i bought it from who would used to well where i um do a bit of work they um this is this is the reason why he bought some Magic Rock. He, he always stocked it and then stopped really? selling it. Not very specific reason. He just doesn't really kind of like chime with his ethos, really. Yeah. Um, so he stopped stocking Magic Rock. I mean, cause it's in supermarkets. It's become a supermarket yeah. brand. And so he got this and he got a couple of others in. Um, but this is the reason why he got it in. Um, I don't think Magic Rock really exists in many bottle shops. None of the ones that I go in do I see no, much of rock yeah. anymore. Um, obviously, very available in supermarkets these days. Um, so it's a funny old situation. It feels like the existing supermarkets and at the, and at the tap room. Yeah. yeah. There's no in between. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. the, the founder of, Ma, of Magic Rock is an old friend of mine, and I, I knew Richard before he, he even um, he'd considered opening a brewery. Um, so it's an interesting. Kind of like. So you, you knew him when he was in, you knew him when he was sort of importing sort of yeah. rare American beers and things. I brewed that first ever twist yeah. up. That's where I met Richard um, in Sheffield. Yeah, 
and, and he was thinking about open, having an online shop. Old school, um, old school. Hobson. Yeah, there's been a lot of um, lot of water under the bridge since then. And yeah. um, me, yeah. I think, and I've always had a great experience with Magic Rock. Uh, everybody's always been really cool. I think, the, and he can't. I mean, whatever your politics are, whatever it is. If, if, you, if all you're interested in is good beer, I don't think you can question something like this. This is a good beer. It's an interesting thing. I think we've, we've talked about it before on a podcast, and I think the sort of comparison is Beaver Town and yeah. Magic Rock. And I think Beaver Town, for me personally, their beers have definitely diminished comparison to what they were two or three years ago. Magic Rock, I don't feel their beers have massively yeah. dropped in quality or substance or flavour. Um, we just don't see enough of the but the one-offs and specials that we used to. Mm, no, um, uh, the you, Cannibal if Run, you want, like a, a really authentic West Coast IPA, Cannibal. Yeah, is absolutely really yeah. bitter. It really and is. It's, yeah. it's, it's, probably, it's been forgotten a little bit amongst yeah. the hype of variety of Instagram accounts by um, <laughs> headed up by a variety of multinational um, corporations. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> It's funny. Yeah. It's like things get lost in the in, in the in, in the noise, yeah. In the sort in the of noise, the, yeah. That's a good way yeah, of saying it, yeah. Sort of. Yeah, and this will get this will get missed by so many people. Mm-hmm. And the reason well, why we pick this up because we like the style. We love yeah. the style. That's some it. of us have had it before, and or some and others have been curious about it. Yeah, yeah. And it's great. But it's, it's 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 interesting what you said there, Robin. That in so much as um, bottle shops might not take it because they have stopped taking a lot of magic rock stuff mm. will the supermarkets have this so that it that could no. also be the other issue is that actually how easily available is it for people to get so well as mm. i said i know rob rob said where he picked his up i picked our two cans uh from cottage wines yeah well, i believe they've they've had a good relationship with magic rock since the early years certainly as well and leave it down as well. And you will still find those beers literally yeah. like adorning their heavily weighted shelves of cans yeah. and yeah. Well, more more frequently cans than bottles. But yeah, you can yeah. certainly pick them up at a good price as well. So good stuff. Well, I think I think it's probably time to start wrapping things up a little bit because uh we've waffled on for quite a while this week. Um so um Basically, uh, just a shout out to uh, Rob uh, Rob's YouTube channel, uh, Hopzine, which is uh, long-standing beer reviews on YouTube. How many years now? Oh, ten, ten years. Ten years. Boys, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, yes, yeah, ten, ten years this year. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Instagram stuff. as well. Follow me on Instagram because yeah. that's how I get sent. Might, I might get some sent some free beer because that's how you, I yeah. get free beer these days. Influencer that you are, yeah. <laughs> oh, influencer! No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. no big, thank you for having me again. It's it's good always, to see you, mate. It's always, no, it's always a pleasure to have you on. on the show. Yeah, it's always it's always great. So yeah, thanks thanks for coming along. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think we shall um basically yeah yeah let's wrap, wrap things it up. Drink the rest of our beer. So thanks to everybody for listening. Um. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so that new episodes always appear on your listening devices. And uh, leave us a review as that really helps. And uh, especially as you've probably got a bit more time at the moment, lockdown <laughs> two point and all that sort of thing. Also, tiny quick plug again for my Mixcloud show called Pink Noise at Pink Noise Simon on Instagram and Twitter. Check out what I'm playing on that. And uh, you can follow us on all the usual social media channels. Um, 
Twitter is the main one we're active on, at beers underscore frontiers. And uh, yeah, basically, uh, stay safe and we'll see you on the other side of this madness. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, Cheers guys. Cheers. Yeah.